As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Fucking Momo, what's the matter with you? Now watch this drive. All right, guys, welcome back to episode number 15 of the Sesh Podcast brought to you by DeanBlendell.com. I am your host, Chris Mancuso, and I am back again with, uh, she's always around here, Abby Simpson at <laughs> DeanBlendell.com. Uh, how are you today, Abby? I'm um, good, thank you. I like hanging out. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. We have good conversation, you and I, and, and I like it because sometimes I think we sit on different sides of the fence but i feel like we're both pretty good listeners and learners and like i'm always trying to learn different perspectives into different like especially mainstream topics that i don't always know what the hell's going on with but it is good hearing from uh just a a different perspective not even a different opinion it's just cool to get a view of a subject from the view of somebody else and you know as we grow up in this information age there's never any shortage of uh, of topics to talk about and i want to start off the hop um disclosure has been a big topic around the internet, although not as big as I thought it would have been. And you saw the Pentagon actually went and confirmed three videos of, uh, unidentified flying objects that had already been previously released to the public two by the New York times and one by a company spearheaded by former blink 182 guitarist, Tom DeLong. Um, he runs a, a space organization called to the stars Academy um, so actually, one I of those leaked videos. Actually, and I was surprised. Really? Yeah, the last time he left Blink One Eighty Two, the cool thing about the funny thing about that is Tom left Blink One Eighty Two after they got the band back together. He's like, it almost had that bad blood that they had again the first time because he couldn't tell them why he was leaving because he was starting up this absolute massive project that actually got government pro government funding to do like space research yeah and he, has a, he has like a team of really really experienced like uh really experienced people within like intelligence of the u.s government from people that have worked for like uh nasa and things like that so like he assembled a really great team and uh, then when it was able to come out that he had that company, he said like the other guys in the band told them like they totally understood and they got why he couldn't say anything, but they just were like, well, what the hell? What do you mean you can't do it anymore? And I can't yeah. tell you, I can't tell you. Like he's, you sound like a dick, right? And he, yeah. he's like, I just couldn't say what the fuck was going on. Like you just can't. And that's really cool that one of the videos that the Pentagon confirmed or something that he actually got out into the public's eye for the first time. So, I mean, I'm sure for someone like him who wrote a fucking song called aliens exist, which is a badass tune, by the way, <laughs> um, I'm sure that's a, big, that's a big win for him. Oh, you should check it out. Blink 182 is a good, was a good time. They oh well yeah i remember blink 182 but really more of their hits right yeah yeah exactly right that definitely wasn't a hit but it was uh definitely definitely one of their uh one of my favorite songs of theirs is someone who's like i'm totally believe in aliens i always have like the 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 universe is too vast uh there's too much going on we're on a giant ball that's spinning mm -hmm. and flying through fucking outer space like tell me and they're like they're, we don't even know it's just like infinity that exactly. it goes on for like there's no way that we're the only intelligent life out there yeah, you have to you have to play the odds right i mean how many planets are in our solar system 10 9 10 yeah. and we know for sure that one of these planets has life on it we still wonder whether or not one of these other nine planets has life on it yeah. and if you're playing the odds with the size of the universe then it seems impossible that we're alone it is know? impossible yeah it's 
it's impossible. But I mean, I have no idea what kind of life forms exist on other planets, right? Are they just tardigrades, the lowest possible form of life? Or are they fully advanced and on their way to us right now? Yeah, of beings heading to us right now. It would make sense why we're locked up. The government (laughs) giving us a final couple months of family time before the aliens show up. No, I'm just kidding. Those are for my conspiracy conspiracy episodes, which uh, (laughs) yesterday's was we went down the Roswell, New Mexico crash uh, rabbit hole, which is like kind of the first instance of the government really um, at first admitting that they had a flying saucer in their in their possession and then quickly once it went through the channels of the u.s air force and u.s army uh became a downed weather balloon and there's no such thing as aliens so <laughs> that, that was a really cool timeline to go through but um speaking of aliens elon musk has been up to some weird business online <laughs> lately um including like interacting a lot on, with a lot with uh, John McAfee, who uh, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing, <laughs> and uh, he's the guy in Belize. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. was. On, yeah, he's on the run from. Uh, yeah, he's on the run from like the United States government. He started Mac uh, McAfee antivirus, right? He's the antivirus. Yes. Yeah, he used to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But you know, <laughs> Elon Musk last night at um, what time was that? I think it was three in the morning just tweeted out in capitals free america now uh-huh um, yeah. then like that. before that he posted something where and it was saying texas restaurants retailers and other businesses uh can start to open and he said bravo texas and then uh, another tweet at around two in the morning it was talking about do lockdown save lives and he said, give the people their freedom back. Silicon Valley has become Santononius Valley, whatever the fuck that is. Santononius um, Valley, okay. Um, yeah. He's saying that they have too much, uh, too much moral fiber in, in Silicon Valley. I don't know what he means, but um, oh. he's, uh, he's going down the, the, the hardcore rabbit hole here. I don't know what's up with, uh, with Elon Musk, but it seems like he's on the side of the people that think that this is maybe a hoax is that is am i reading that right <laughs> I, it sounds like it and it wouldn't put it it wouldn't shock me we know for a fact that Elon, he likes to um, speak in conspiracies like what was it the feud that he started with the deep sea diver trying to save those soccer playing boys in thailand did he call him a pedophile yeah he did that was the <laughs> it was literally and it was only over the fact that Elon Musk was like adamant that he had these submersibles that would yeah, be able yeah. to get people through because heavy rains had created, you know, an underwater tunnel to get them out, right? Yeah. And he was adamant that this Tesla created submersible would be able to get the job done. And one of the deep sea divers was like, it can't because there are parts of this rock tunnel where I barely fit through as myself. Yeah. And you now you're saying you want to get a submersible through which would fit up to two kids two or three kids at a time or whatever and he's like it just will not work and LMS reaction to that was to call him a pedophile <laughs> which like what was the basis of him calling that guy a pedophile like you know what and that's the thing right because Elon Musk strikes me as quite a conspiracy theorist. Personally, he strikes me that way. Well, I mean, he so, works in space. So, like, if, if he would know kind of what's going on, wouldn't, he would probably have a better idea than the rest of us. I do not know, though, because like, the, the, um, the deep-sea diver sued him, obviously, for slander, libel, yeah. whatever. 
uh, which would infer that the deep sea diver has a case that he was saying things that are untrue. And it doesn't shock me that Elon Musk would be that kind of person who would say something that is false um, just out of pure anger. Uh, he seems like an extremely emotional guy. He was one of the very first he was on. We know he's a Republican, right? But he was on Donald Trump's Make America Great Again like billionaire CEOs committee when Trump was first elected in 2016, 2017. Yeah. And um, the, he was, Elon Musk was then one of the very first names to drop out of this committee because he said that Donald Trump even was basically too erratic for him, more or less. And so... Which is surprising when he's tweeting out stuff like Free America Now at three in the morning. Well, and but the tweet itself is all in caps and it looks exactly like the kinds of things that Donald Trump will tweet out just before bedtime. Yeah, all it, day long. yeah it sure does. And it's, uh, it's funny because I actually like Elon Musk. Uh, yes, personally, okay. usually I like him as far as his work goes, right? I don't know anything about him personally, but yeah, he's definitely got some, he ticks differently than than the average person. And mm -hmm. I, I find that, I don't know, maybe that makes him a little more interesting to me, but I didn't kind of see this side of him until now. I didn't know that he would be one of those like free America now people. I just didn't see that yeah. coming from Elon Musk, a guy who, you know, is uh, like, that's kind of the opinion of people who don't like welfare and social this and social that. And, uh, social assistance programs, but he like his business operations are like completely government funded. I think so. I think yeah. Well, SpaceX a hundred percent and Tesla even to an extent yeah. until they, they, they went public. But I mean the, mm -hmm. the contracts that they get uh, for SpaceX all come from the government. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the only way you can make it right. And who pays yeah. the government us. So it's all taxpayer funded money. And those, yeah, those tunnels under uh, San Francisco or whatever it was that he was trying to do the. Uh, well, isn't, and there's hyperloop as well. Right? Hyperloop. Which, yeah. Hyperloop. That's exactly what it was. Hyperloop. Yeah. Yeah. And which I mean, he's always getting government funding and then he's out there talking about the Americans need to be liberated. It's like, you're like, you're what those liberation people usually don't like. Like the people that yeah. want to be liberated don't want people live work, working and living off the government, mm -hmm. living mm -hmm. off the taxpayer money. And that seems to be what he does. I mean, I don't know. Very, yeah. very strange. Uh, very strange stuff, but weird behavior from Elon Musk at like three in the morning. Um, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he freaked me out too, where he posted like this picture of the earth getting hit by a comet. And it was like, um, uh, it had a, like the moon and it had a spaceman on there. And in a speech bubble, it said, oh no, the economy. Mm -hmm. And I, and like that made it seem like he was on the side of those people to kind of stop bitching and be like, don't worry about the economy. Shit's going bad on the earth. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of weird yeah, behavior at 3am from that guy. If, if all of his projects are pretty heavily government funded, but people are not working and government funding is going to stimulus checks, you know, that is bad for his business. So, of course, he wants to free America now. Yeah, he sells, he sells products like highly luxurious, non-essential products, right, to the mass market. Mm -hmm. So... In a time of quarantine and job uncertainty, are people like, I'm going to go out and get that $120,000 Tesla now? Of course they're not. No, you can't, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> things are going to be a little different, but uh, yeah. 
I don't know. It's weird behavior coming from Elon Musk. And speaking of uh, of funny, weird behaviors, I want to switch this over to uh, the weird sideshow that is the United States presidential election the last two times. We have uh, Donald Trump going up against uh, who he calls Sleepy Joe Biden. And Sleepy Joe Biden legitimately fell asleep in the middle of Hillary Clinton endorsing him the other day. Probably the funniest thing I've ever seen on television. Joe Biden is just the gift that keeps on giving for Republicans. And uh, we sit here and it's what, April 29th or 30th, April 30th. And Joe Biden is falling asleep on television in the middle of interviews. Is it too late for the Democrats to like run Andrew Cuomo or run somebody that, you know, can stay awake for more than 25 minutes? Well, I guess he's not officially confirmed yet, so who knows what they'll do. But honestly, I don't. I feel like if they were to go back on Biden now after how well he did in all of those primaries, it'll just sow even more discord. So if the Dems are in a kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't position with Biden right now, um, it is what it is, and we'll have to wait and see. But every I'm, you know, he fell asleep in the middle of a speech and the age old age question comes into play with politics and every, all candidates who run are that age, (laughs) roughly for president, you know, you've been in politics for 50 years or business for 50 years or whatever it happens to be in the, you know, your ego, your, your, you've, worked long enough and you go i'm gonna run for president now and so yeah i mean mean, he's got a lot i mean i know he's got that going over him and now you know uh um that that terror their taylor reed stuff uh comes up again and you know it's becoming mainstream news i saw don lemon on cnn last night had stacy abrams on Mm-hmm. And he was really after her about, you know, what, what, what you've supported Biden. What do you think? You know, um, there was a time when, like, Believe All Women was the voice of, of, of the left for me. Like, I always thought that that was the thing. And I feel like you can't turn a blind eye to this girl's accusation, especially when there's a lot of old stuff that collaborates it. I know CNN had... Um, an episode of Larry King pulled where actually the girl's mother called into his program and talked about it. I think it was in 94. So just, uh, I feel like Biden is going to get trapped in that Hillary Clinton where he maybe doesn't have the cleanest past in the world either. Not just about ageism for Biden, which is definitely a problem because I think he's four or five years older than Trump, but like, I think Trump, they're the, Trump, they're roughly the same, aren't they? Maybe know, not. I think Biden's a little. I think Trump's seventy-two and Biden's about seventy-six. I think there's probably okay. five-year difference, not much, but yeah. Trump's just all geared up on Adderall all the time. Right? Yeah. He's always just laser focused, and Joe Biden definitely has something going on with. Uh, I mean, the guy can't even read the teleprompter anymore. He's just uh, they, this can't be their candidate, or they're gonna. It's gonna be bad, Abby. I know you don't want to hear that, but I'm telling no. you. I don't. <laughs> I knew exactly what was happening in 2016. I take an objective approach to all of this. Joe Biden might lose worse than Hillary Clinton. They need, unless unless they put the greatest vice presidential candidate behind them in the history of time. And the plan is just to have him bow out like six months in. I just can't see him getting through four years. Honestly, yeah, I don't. How know. can and he I get through four years? Him, yeah. He can't get through four minutes of Hillary Clinton talking. Which I mean. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. And uh, talking about him, right? So geez. Mm. <laughs> but like anyone who can't stay awake for when somebody's up with a microphone in their face talking about you. <laughs> like not even anyone. Hillary fucking Clinton. She's like the biggest one of the biggest names in politics ever. She was on the Watergate Commission. She was a senator. She was the Secretary of State. Ran for president the last time and you fall asleep while she's endorsing you. Or she was the first lady of the country. She's legitimately done everything. And he fucking fell asleep. And it's just like the guy is just every single day printing just just giving Trump ad ammo for his campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's going to have a, a thing of Joe falling asleep in the interview. He did a good job at spinning like Hillary had health issues. They're going to do the same thing to Biden. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I mean, Joe Biden is, is going to slip up because I, I don't think he's mentally capable of doing it. And I just, I just think that's how it is. I think it's going to be bad. I think, I, I think get Andrew Cuomo into the race, get someone into the race, someone jump in, Mark Cuban, and Andrew Cuomo, someone who can handle a debate with Trump because Biden will just get lost and then he gets frustrated. He uh-huh. asked a guy in a factory if he wanted to go outside and fight. I think some days he still thinks he's 31 years old. Like, it's just, it's hard to watch old Joe. I want to just see him, you know. It's like when you got a sick dog, you know. He might have been a good a, a good a good dog all the time. <laughs> it was a great family dog, but he's suffering now. You can't keep him up there. Oh, I'm not man. saying we need to old yeller Joe Biden, but I mean, it might be time to take him out to pasture and, uh, and, and say goodbye and get someone in there who's going to be able to hang with Trump because Trump is a lot of things, a narcissist, an asshole. He's a prick a lot of the times, but he's also very, very quick. He's mm-hmm. quick. He's quick with his mouth. You know what I mean? I mean, Hillary Clinton learned that in that second CNN debate where he just he he that was the one debate he he mopped the floor with her and and the tides turned he brought the uh, you know he brought bill clinton's like rape accusers there you don't think he's gonna bring joe biden there and all the baggage that comes with joe biden from his son hunter who has like a a baby by like a stripper that he's like now being court ordered to pay for like that baby will be in attendance at the debates like yeah he just has so much baggage that it's like what about Buttigieg or what about these other guys that they could have ran with? And it's and like you said, ageism in politics. Do you think there should be like a cutoff, like your driver's no. license? No, I don't. I mean, I, I, I wish, I, I think that if there was a cut, a cutoff, it would be about, you know, mental capacity or uh, whether or not you're in this for the ego boost or something, you know, like that's what I would want. That's who I want to prevent from running for office are the insincere people that are out for themselves. Um, you know, what was it like Clinton, one of my favorite stories about people who shouldn't be politicians being politicians is Clint Eastwood. And he ran for the mayor of Carmel, California, which was the city on the, on the ocean in California where he lived. And he, and the reason he ran entirely was because the city had a stupid bylaw on the books about how you couldn't sell ice cream in Carmel. But primarily the reason that he ran for mayor of Carmel, and one, of course, because he was Clint Eastwood, it was the 80s, he was already a superstar, was because he wanted to build a house overlooking the ocean with windows that didn't fit building code regulations in the city of Carmel, which has this very cute kind of cottagey feel to all the houses, kind of this like old Bavarian Mm -hmm. cottage type 
town. And he wanted to do this great big modern mansion with great big like floor to ceiling windows all over the place. And the city said, no, we, we do not grant you building permission for that house. Jesus. And so we went, fine, I'll run for mayor and I'll change it. And he <laughs> ran for mayor, one, of course, because he's Clint Eastwood, because yep. he was famous. And changed the ice cream law. You can buy ice cream now in Carmel, which, you know, fine. That, that, yeah, why not sell ice cream? But got the house that he kind of wanted. And then he was like, well, four years, I'm done. You know, and he pretty much golfed for the remain, like the majority of his entire term as mayor. That's that. I mean, that's, that comes with it. I saw like, uh, I remember when Obama was in office, the Republicans would always freak out about how much he golfed and this, that, and the other. And now that yeah. Trump's in the left always freaks out about how much he golfs. And it's like, guys, here's something I'm going to tell you. A, the president doesn't work 24 hours a day and they all take a lot of motherfucking time golfing. <laughs> uh, well, exactly. Life, the higher the rank, the higher the position, the higher the power. You get to do whatever the fuck you want. And it's mm -hmm. just us commoners. Shut the fuck up and deal with it. Is you want to eat your KFC with a knife and fork? Then you go right ahead. That's fucking right. Exactly. And that's just the way that the, uh, the cookie crumbles, so to speak. And uh, shit, man, I don't know. It's a, I just, I wake up every day, Abby, and I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Um, people are so like, it doesn't matter what it is. Things are just like, I feel like people live in like two different realities sometimes and I'm stuck in the middle of it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just find the way that people perceive a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. Like Elon Musk thinks it's like a Liberty thing and, and people are like, but what about H1N1? It's like, why can't it just be that we're trying to keep each other safe? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it right now coming is sort of coming down to the fundamental argument of, personal responsibility versus social responsibility yeah exactly and on both sides of that debate you have people who hold very steadfast to their position and you know there are people who believe that we're all in this to bring ourselves up and we can't expect anything from anybody else and there are people who fundamentally believe that the way that we bring everybody up is to bring everybody up mm -hmm. you know and well, i mean it makes sense <laughs> and that's well that's basically it right like that's that's and in terms of that particular argument it's incredibly difficult to sway people's opinions because of everything that sort of comes along with those arguments, um, you know, you have people who say personal responsibility is the only thing that matters and you can raise yourself up from any bad situation. Um, and then there are people who swear that it's not that easy. Look at how many people get jobs at their, you know, parents' company and then they're millionaires too, mm -hmm. you know, or get a million dollar loan from their dad and that was them pulling themselves up. Yeah, they came from, started from the bottom, now we're here. Both your parents are like teachers and exactly. your, your yeah. uncle was like a famous bass player, Drake, you know, started from the bottom, was never in the bottom. Donald Trump's too, self-made mm -hmm. million dollar exactly. loan in the 70s, which is like the equivalent of getting like 10 or $20 million probably in reality now, mm -hmm. Oh, totally. <laughs> which is still like, I mean, it's still impressive what he did with the money or whatever. Um, I know he's had, I know he has bad business practices and things that have failed, but like 
a lot of people fail on purpose for tax breaks and shit. So you got to watch yep. with that too. It's all tax loophole bullshit. So although it's funny to say like, mm-hmm. ah, Trump stakes failed. It's like, yeah, Trump stakes was probably meant to fail. So that way he saved a gazillion dollars on his hotel business and shit like that. Right. Right. So, these slimy assholes are always working the loopholes. I'm always making sure to watch out for that. But some surprising news came across today that hair salons, dentist office, and patios are going to reopen in Manitoba starting Monday. Wow. As of May 4th, a variety of non-essential healthcare and retail businesses will have the option of reopening under strict guidelines, though, that have been mm-hmm. put out. So non-urgent surgeries, therapeutic, retail businesses, restaurants, hair salons, museums, galleries, libraries, seasonal day camps, and outdoor recreation campgrounds. Oh, cool. Oh, excellent. That's good. Hopefully that follow, like, that'll follow. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, I mean, I do. I think that we have to start getting into some form of normalcy but we have to be really really careful at the same time yeah just gotta take Uh, different precautions yeah exactly so um hopefully that continues hopefully it goes well um i think hopefully they're looking at their numbers and they understand that they are going to be able to do this well um because you do worry about that with some of these places in the US that might be opening too soon because they haven't, like, you know, there are arguments from doctors that are like, oh, but we actually haven't reached our peak yet and you want to reopen now and this is a little scary. And so hopefully Manitoba has looked at their numbers and they feel that I don't know Manitoba's numbers personally offhand, but um, you just have to hope that people are looking out for the best interest of people and not the economy first and foremost, if you will. Um, no, it's like yeah, health, gotta... health over economy, but economy is also part of health too, right? If you're not able to work and, and make money for your family, you know, that's going to impact your mental or physical health. Who knows? So it definitely would. Yeah. You have to be, you just have to be really responsible. And yeah, I like exactly. that Ontario. Whatever, yeah. whatever we're going to do to open has to be very, very, very like you just said, it's got to be a cautious, responsible plan because obviously the flattening the curve was never going to make it get away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what well, they they think that it'll definitely come back in the winter and like, oof. <laughs> nobody exactly. wants to. Do There's this no vaccine. Again. Like, how does a vaccine even work? Who's making the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Um, how long will that take to be developed? Well, if anything from the past makes sense, where you would say. Uh, more than likely, it would be 18 months. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. it would have to be 18 months before we're going to see any sort of vaccine, which we haven't even heard any announcement of anything being figured out yet. So that would be 18 months from that day, right? Right. Well, and that, but that's the thing. Like They have to, any kind of vaccine that they come up with, they have to inject it into a willing living patient. And that person has to have no adverse effects for at least a year, right? Yeah, so, so it could take even longer. I mean, we're probably looking at 24 months at least. Well, I mean, hopefully 18, right? Because I, I think I had read that they had actually had some vaccines that they hoped were actually going to be workable vaccines that they had injected into patients. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is true or not. But if these people have already been vaccinated, then they are already monitoring them. And hopefully that's a good sign. And uh, no wonder Nova Scotia is opening back up. Only 272 
Uh, sorry, Manitoba. Sorry. Um, no wonder Manitoba is going to be opening back up. 272 cases, 209 of them have recovered, only six fatal. So you're looking at that and you see 272 people across Manitoba. I can mm -hmm. see why they're going to start opening and still being cautious and the government put out strict guidelines. That's something where um, that's, that's a good start. And you know where, mm -hmm. where you are in British Columbia and I am in Ontario, it's going to be longer. Yeah, I think, yeah. You guys have had 2,053 cases, and us in Ontario are at 15,728, Quebec 25,000. So um, Ontario, Quebec, BC, we're going to have to take it a little bit slower, I think, but it's good to be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Manitoba, 272 uh, cases, that's it. If I'm the NHL, I probably go to Winnipeg for if they're going to get the playoffs going with no fans <laughs> and figure that out because there's not much coronavirus going on in Manitoba, um, which is nice to see. And uh, mm -hmm. like you, like we were just saying, it's nice to finally be coming, coming out of this, uh, out of this, it seems like, you know, the, the flattening of the curve worked. Everybody did their job. Uh, Canada yeah. did a great job. I think, I think our leadership did a great job trusting the yeah. scientists Um I think the like you said the premier of BC like when those conferences happens it's actually usually like your minister of health up there talking who's a doctor which is perfect even Doug Ford um, who like wants to make Ontario great again half the time has done a fucking fantastic job just listening to the doctors and the science community and uh, taking their lead and listening to them and I yeah. think that's why we ended up falling. Uh, not too bad, 51,000 cases as a country out of 37 million people when this thing was, you know, we were one of the last countries to uh, close anything down either. I thought we were going to be hit a lot harder. We've done a great job flattening it. And uh, mm -hmm. thank God we have so much mass in this country, man. We have a, mm -hmm. a small population and a massive mass. I'm sure that makes a difference. And uh, I've, yeah, I've been very, I've been very jealous of people actually that live in small towns or in the country at this point, like out, out in the boonies. I've been pretty jealous, like it would just kind of be. That's where I am, it's great. I love being, I am in a little city, my town has like less than 30,000 people in it and I'm in the outskirts of that town, so. Yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. Those so are good odds. It's, it's great, you know what I mean? Keep everybody the fuck away from me. On nice days, I get to sit out in the backyard and enjoy, enjoy the beauty of nature and it's quiet and then and, and just enjoy some beers it's been a you know what you got to make the most of this time i'm glad we've all as a network at dblendell.com we've all been making the most of this tons of great podcasts across the network um abby i'm gonna cut this one now though we had a, a great episode and i want to thank you again for all your time i always enjoy coming on and shooting the shit with you here on the sesh podcast same same thank you so much again no problem. Soon. Yeah, definitely, guys. And if you want to follow Abby, you can follow her on Twitter at Abby, A-B-B-Y, the T-H-E-T-W-E-E-T, -E -E Abby the Tweet. Take care. <laughs>